You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lou and Markel. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Peasley. And I apologize ahead of time. Oh, oh no. So when I started this week, wow. This week's This week's week torch. <laughs> See, I, I thought you were going to say like week and I was ready to roll with it, but. Nope. Just exposed. I was trying to say research and decided that that wasn't the right word. The week's was. When I started this research, I thought, okay, this will probably be fairly simple. Yeah. And then the more I did it, the more I realized it's a jumbled mess. Great. Uh, welcome. The, uh, it's a jumbled mess. The Dungeonpedia story. Yes. Yeah. So usually my notes and most of our notes are formatted to be chronological from like the early beginnings to fifth edition. Yeah. Either in chronological order or as like as like the game or as like the lore presents it or as it came out in games. Yeah. yeah which oftentimes is well I say oftentimes one oftentimes is one and the same, but there's usually a, a direct easy to choose, like, better way to do it. Right. I'm well, guessing that's not the case in, this time? In this case, no. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. <laughs> the information that I was gathering was from so many sources and additions that it was so hard for me to figure out how to put it in order, so it's just not gonna be. <laughs> uh, usually... <laughs> And th- this is literally just a side effect of the fact that Travis and I live together. Usually, we will kind of come into the episode with some idea of, like, what the other person experienced in their um, research. And, like, oh, there's some a bunch of really cool stuff that I want to talk about. I know nothing. Usually, Travis kind of, like, talks, not necessarily, I mean, to himself while he does research. A lot. Um, but also, like, to the empty room and sometimes to me. He was quiet as a fucking mouse the whole time he was doing this research. Because I was trying to figure out how the hell to do this, and then I decided I just can't, so we're just gonna go with it, and I will try to make it as cohesive as possible. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't want to know what my creative process is like. <laughs> Nobody wants to know because it's not great. On the note of apologizing as well, I will try my best to pronounce some of these names <laughs> as good as possible, and I am only prefacing it this time because we're going over genies and the gin specifically, uh-huh. which come from like the a real. Arabian pre-Islamic lore. So yeah. their names are of that. Yeah. yeah. So you, you would certainly not want to intentionally <clears throat> yeah. butcher anyone's, like, yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'm not intentionally butchering names. If I get it messed up, yeah. I'm sorry. Because we, like, we can make fun of those, like, generic fantasy names yeah. that we want. But it's like, when it's real stuff, it's like, it's not that funny. Yeah. When it's real stuff, it's usually like, well, actually, it's pronounced this way, and then, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then there's nothing funny. Yeah, it's like, that's it. Cool. <laughs> So, uh, first off, I'm going to go over just, like, the real-world connection to the djinn and genies. Okay. Sweet. Which... This is very exciting. In the little bit of research that I did for it, djinn and genies are one and the same in the Islamic Arabian lore and mythology. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, they're kind of just... They're the same thing. Right. Mm -hmm. They're two words for the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They're connected through that, which um, for pre-Islamic Arabian and a little bit later on, it was also kind of like adopted or adapted to the Islamic mythology and theology as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're just supernatural creatures, basically. Cool. Um, they're not strictly Islamic concept, though. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of theories about where jinn came from and like how they got into 
this specific mythology. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of people say that they could possibly represent several other, like, various pagan beliefs that were integrated into Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason for that is because they're they're not innately evil or innately good. Which... Yeah, they're wild. <laughs> so this allowed yeah. Islam to kind of adapt the spirits from other religions to be put into, like, their, their mythology. Right. Yeah, because it's not like it's a it's a strict this is good this is evil yeah, yeah. which i feel like I, I don't exactly know how to put into words what i'm like thinking but but there's some sometimes a lot of things that have that sh- really strict delineation only make sense in certain theology yeah like because like it has to be in context for it to make sense like and obviously this is not like angels i guess yeah, uh, uh, I mean, it, every religion has kind of their own. Like, there's there's angelic kind of yeah. ideas, but you know, I I feel like the the kind of like Christian angel is a very specific, you know, that that is partially informed by being in that theology and also like yeah, like, this thing is super lawful good. Like, you couldn't take a Christian angel and put them into Hindu mythology. It just wouldn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah and it would make, like, no sense. Yeah, especially because a lot of the time, like, in, in what you would consider, like, analogous positions, like, other religions and cultures, like, have something that's kind of similar. Yeah. Anyway. And actually, like, that being said, Romanized, it's also called Jin, and there's a difference in spelling by one letter. Yeah, For yeah. the original, like, Arabic... And Islamic, it's J I N N. Romanized, they put the D in front of it, which is how it is in Dungeons and Dragons as well. Yeah, Rome's always trying to put the D in stuff. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. And then there's a and an- angelicized version of it. And sure, anglicized. Yeah. Anglicized. There we go. Yeah. Wow, that was very hard for me to read. It comes from the Anglican Church, right? Yeah. And they call them genies. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So they're all kind of just about the same. That that that's interesting because I always thought that that um, genie was kind of the incorrect way. Which I, in some cases, the Anglicized is basically incorrect. But, you know, I, I thought that it was like, like, Jin was the the actual way and Genie was just kind of like, the, like, slang. the bastardization. Yeah, like, not, not in a, like, bad pejorative kind of way, but just like, you know, the slang that, you know, I, I, I learned as a, a down-home person child watching Aladdin. <laughs> a down-home person child. Yes. Down-home person child. I think there was supposed to be another word in there somewhere that had to do with the South. It got lost. It got lost in the sauce. Lost in translation. Yes. In the Islamic context, the word jinn is used both for, like, just a collective designation for any supernatural creature, and also to refer to, like, a specific type of supernatural creature. Oh, so, like, fingers and thumbs. Like, every every jinn is a jinn, but not everything that is a jinn is a jinn. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> See, the, the image I have in my head, the, the graph, makes perfect sense. It's <laughs> just fucking like fiends and fiends. Yeah. Yes. It just works. They are often mentioned together with devils and demons, so... Okay, that makes sense, because, like, I am uncultured, and my the majority of my experience dealing with jinn comes from uh, American Gods, both the Neil Gaiman um, book and the television ad- adaptation, mm-hmm. and so I, all I could think of was demons. Yeah. Well, and and the the various pieces of media that I've seen them in, like that doesn't not make sense. Not because they're I think frequently portrayed as evil, but they are frequently portrayed as like deceivers. Down, like oh. they'll they'll party. Oh, and also and also deceitful. Like uh, that's the whole thing with like the Wishmaster movies, right? Is like the monkey's paw kind of. I have no idea. Uh, I have never seen these movies. I just know that they exist. I'll be honest. I I kind of thought I was having a stroke for a moment. Oh, it's okay. I yeah. yeah I feel I feel that way every time I open my mouth. But it's like a series of movies. And I think the point is that the 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 killer in these movies is like a genie that kind of he like 
maybe he can't directly hurt people, so he, like, tricks them into, oh. like, the, the monkey's paw thing with wishes. Like, it's, it's like... He tricks them into making wishes that will... Yeah, that he can, he can kind of turn around on them. Okay. You know, kind of, kind of thing. Anyway. Okay. But, but, like, those kinds of people. So not, like, explicitly evil, but, like, they can, they'll, they'll get a little dirty sometimes. Yeah. Well, they're neither good nor evil in that aspect, so it's yeah. kind of strange. And just one last mention before I get into the D&D part. From my very limited research, again, I am... Highly uncultured when it comes to real world. <laughs> yeah, like that kind of like religion and real like world that war. whole part of the world, basically. But apparently, the word jinn is mentioned approximately like twenty nine times in the Quran. Oh, that's huh. really cool. That's about as far as I know of it. So also, that's a very precise approximate number twenty nine, <laughs> not thirty. It not was like a very approximate or a very specific approximation. I was like, uh, oh, I mean, sure. there's like there's like translations and stuff. Yeah, different translations. Yeah. So maybe one as it in there, like, 30 or whatever. <clears throat> yeah. So, genies in Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Genies is kind of just the umbrella term. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love these. <laughs> because these there... These have never heard of this before. <laughs> there are, these are never four major races of genies. Uh-huh. Followed by a few, like, minor races. Okay, so kind of like, <clears throat> like giants and giant kin. Right. Kind of, yeah. Okay. So, of, as maybe. far as the genies go, this comes from a book called Secrets of the Lamp from 1993. Cool. Genies are the embodiment of magic, the physical form of the magic of the four elements. Ooh. So, we have four major genie races or tribes, depending. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you have the Jinn, the Dao, the Ifrit, and the Merid. Ooh, the if- Okay, all right, all right. Okay, because I, I knew the Ifrit from Pathfinder as kind of their version of the Genasi. I knew the Ifrit from Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> and all, all he does is fire, so. And I realize now I said that in slightly the wrong order with how I put the next bit of the notes. It should really okay. go Dao, Jin, Ifrit, and Merid. And that's because each one of them resides over a specific element. Okay. Then you have earth, air, fire, and water, respectively. Okay. So Dao is earth, Jin is air, Ifrit is fire, and Merit is water. Okay. <clears throat> they all live in their separate planes, planes of, the, of elements. the elements. Yeah. Cool. Um, like I said, in addition to the four like major races, you also have the John, which they're pretty much just kind of like the weakest of all the genies. So they're the the Etans, kind of. Kind of. Will. And they're actually native to the prime material plane instead of the The plane of air, planes. fire, whatever. Okay. <clears throat> then you have the Marquine, which is a lesser form of genie that are basically isolated by most of their kind. Huh. Interesting. Um, the reason is kind of because they're cursed to resemble exactly a specific human form from the city where this all kind of takes what? place at called Zakara. And huh. they are even born at the exact same moment. They're like mirror images of these humans. And because of that, the other genies don't like them because genies tend to think themselves better, better superior. and superior to humans. Jordan Peele, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you have what they call the tasked genies. These are just various genies that they worked at a single task for so long that their forms just kind of permanently changed, and now their life all is nothing but that one task. Oh no. <clears throat> Which huh. sounds bad, but the task genies actually love what they do. Yeah? So they kind of, like, yeah, they're not a... Free, but... They're not a Jin or an Afrit anymore, because that's what they started out as, as one of the four major, major ones. Mm-hmm. But now they work and they make this craft or whatever to show the world and they derive pleasure from showing how good they are at their craft. That's good. <clears throat> More or less. See, if if I were a djinn, my passion would be chilling in a lamp. <laughs> And I would just never, I would just I never think leave. Most people do not like that. See, I'm not most people. <laughs> um, all genies have the same faith, which 
I never really found a name for the faith, but it was founded by a prophetess called the Lore Giver. Ooh. Dang. So there's not like a name for it. They just... It just is they, the faith. Yeah, I guess the Lore Giver is just the faith. They have faith in the lore. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. They're perfect. <laughs> See, I was going to make a joke about how uh, they, they seem like the kind of people that just have faith in themselves. So I was going to joke about it being narcissism, but like that's... That's better. <laughs> Some of them Faith. are pretty narcissistic, though. Faith in the lore. I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's per- like the perfect joke for us, a lore podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's all I have faith yeah. in. Funny enough, all of the, like, four major races, it actually said that they act as a quarreling family. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes! They are constantly fighting and feuding with, with each other until Some boy. someone else tries to intervene, okay. and then yeah. they all close ranks and turn on that person. So it's Once like... Once they're gone, they're back to fighting <laughs> They just themselves. turn back on each other, yes! Perfect, that is exactly how families work. Yeah, like, I can, I can say whatever I want to my family member. I can do whatever I want. But the minute you try to come in on... No. That's not That's not right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So the little bit of breakdown as far as, like, who's fighting with who. The Dao hate the Merit and the Jin. Cool. The Jin hate the Ifrit and will cooperate in any attempt to harm them. Oh, boy. The Merit just view all other creatures as lesser beings. <laughs> so they just kind of hate everyone. Cool. And then the Ifrit see all living things as one of two things. They are either their enemies or their servants. Oh, no. And that is it. (laughs) They're fun people. Yeah. You know, it sounds like the djinn are the easiest to get along with at that point, though. Um, They only have a really strong hatred of the Ifrit, so... The djinn are actually the... Mathematically. Like, more accepting of the genie races. Yeah, so, like, if you're gonna have a... If you're gonna have a chill time with any of them, it's probably gonna be a djinn. It's probably gonna be a djinn. Probably, yeah. You want to definitely steer clear of the Afrit because they'll just turn you into a slave. Or kill you. Or kill you. The married will just kind of laugh at you and flaunt that they're better. Yeah. Shoo-shoo. The Dao might really not say a whole lot. They'll probably just ignore you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it might also be a case where their their personalities are a little kind of to do with their elements. Not not in not entirety, but maybe their like cultural mindset. You know, Cause, like, I see that because like Jin, you know, being air is pretty, you know, like free love or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you know, pretty pretty chill. I'm just thinking about Avatar. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. You know, so so they're probably pretty, like, you know, I- I- adventurous in spirit, maybe. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, it's okay that you're not as cool and smart as me. <laughs> so, naturally, each race has one overall ruler. Mm-hmm. And then they're all kind of broken down after that. Yeah. So they have this system. It's just you have this one ruler whose word is law, period. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> then you have someone who looks over, like, this particular city or, like, these cities. Or whatever. And then yeah. they have people under them. and Like government. <clears throat> so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And here's where the names come in. So again, I'm right. sorry. <laughs> names. So for the Dell, you have Cabril, Ali, Al Sarah, Al Zalazil. Yep. Um, is that one person? That is one person. Cool. Okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure. They all have these very, long very long names. names. Yeah. Um, he <laughs> nice. is also known as the Great Khan of the Dao. Nice. So the Dao, you have a Khan, basically. K-H-A-N. Nice. For the Jin, you have Hassam al-Balil bin Nafat al-Yugayim. Yugayim? That sounds right. Sure. <laughs> But that's not his full title. Oh no. Oh no. Master of the clouds and son of the breezes. I love it. Follows that. Also oh, known man. as the Caliph of the Jinn. Okay, so they have uh, cal- Caliph, Caliph. Caliph. I think might, it's Caliph. It might be Caliph, yeah. Yeah. Uh, these are real, real worlds so far, though. <laughs> like Khan and Caliph. Yeah. They're both, um, like, I think those are both things that mean, like, ruler. Uh, yes, and they and all have something cool like that. Different. Man, I wish I had, like, five names. <laughs> 
And then like three titles. Same. So the Afrit, you have Marek al Sadan al Harig bin Lazan. Zultan of the Afrit. Zultan, sorry. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're getting fancy. Is there a Z in there? No. Zultan is not right. <laughs> Sultan of the Afrit. <clears throat> I like it. And then nice. Marid is Kalbari al Darat al Amwaj Enjari. Hmm. And that is the great Padisha of the Marid. Cool. Padisha. That's a fun word. I'm assuming Padisha is also real considering that it has not popped up saying that it is incorrect. Yeah. Pro- most likely. I. Uh, <laughs> it actually does sound somewhat familiar. I just can't believe it. Yeah, that's the only one of those words that I have haven't heard like as far as the titles go but it sounds it sounds real yeah <clears throat> you know sometimes a, a part of this podcast is just like looking at something and being like yeah that sounds right that sounds <laughs> right i think let's go with that <laughs> so i actually did write down the tale of the lord giver mm-hmm. but for now i'm not gonna get to it if we have time we'll get to it at the end if not i might try to do that a little bit later mm-hmm. but so these are all the big head honchos for each of them right okay. that's just kind of like a general overview of genies and their whole thing weirdness their, their whole weirdness. weirdness their whole weirdness and looking at it i should actually have time to do the tale of the lord giver but again we'll see yeah you'll have to listen to the end to find out <laughs> gotcha so we'll go to just the djinn okay um like I said before, they are the genies of the elemental plane of air. They live on large floating islands that nice. are made of earth and rock known as freeholds. Nice. Nice. Which exist in the plane of air, or depending on how far you go, the elemental chaos. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Get to that here in a minute, but oh. I'm sure you probably yeah. recall what happens there. A yeah. lot. <laughs> so these... Floating islands range anywhere from 1,000 yards to several miles across and are generally crammed with buildings, courtyards, gardens, fountains. A bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. A bunch of cool stuff, including sculptures that are apparently made from elemental fire. Cool. Which I want that. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool, but uh, generally they are attractive, well-muscled humanoids. Oh, yes. Muscles. Muscles. Yes. With blue skin and dark eyes. Now, their skin tone does kind of range. I feel like, yeah. They're usually darker complexion, just... I saw blue mentioned a bit, so I just kind of stuck with that one. With some interesting colors thrown in there, too. Yeah. So, this is where some of it gets kind of strange. Oh, Oh, Just boy. because, like, this one part threw me off. Okay. So Blue people living on floating islands wasn't already strange. That's par for the course for That's us. par for the course at this point. Yeah. yeah. So from the third edition monster manual, they list them as they're about ten and a half feet tall and weigh around a hundred pounds. That's, okay. I mean, they're they're probably partially made out of air. Yeah, so, that's so. what I was Which, thinking. That made sense to me. And then I went to the 3.5 monster manual. Oh, no. <laughs> so where close. Where their weight changes to... A thousand pounds? Probably because they are ten and a half feet tall. Air, air is dense. Like, you I'm know, just, I'm trying to think, was it a typo from the third edition? Oh, yeah, that's or true. Or the 3.5 edition? Or did they literally look at that and be like, well, you know, someone that's ten and a half feet tall should probably weigh more than a hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe the, the person who, who made that call, it was intentional in uh, third edition, they made that call because they were like, oh, they're air people, they're gonna be light. And then maybe a, a different person in 3.5 was like, mm. they're ten feet tall, they're gonna be heavy. <laughs> yeah. Look, they might be from the planet of air, but they are solid humanoids. Come on now. That, that's not... That, <laughs> Yeah, or it's a typo. Someone just forgot a zero. It could be... Or added an extra zero. I I really don't know which came, like, which one happened. It could be either. It could be either way, yeah. I just... I don't know. Their height stayed the same, though? Dang. Their height stayed the same. It was just their weight changed from 100 pounds to 1,000 pounds. That weight fluctuation, man. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. They, uh... (laughs) 
No. <laughs> they they bulked up. They went to the started going to the gym and just lifting tons of weights. Right. <laughs> well, actually, that being said, not necessarily the lift part, but the like genies in general, they don't have to eat or drink anything. Obviously, they just, they yeah. just exist. Do they just do it? But the gin in particular love to eat like this very rich and oh, lavish yeah. food and drink the sweetest wine. They're hedonists. Yeah. Like they love to party. Yeah, they're they're hedonists. <laughs> I love when that's a thing when there's like a, a some kind of fantasy creature that doesn't need to eat or drink, but they do anyway, and there's a cool reason why they do, like Draco Liches, for example. Yeah. They just do it because or, they can. Yeah. yeah. And because they enjoy it. Yeah, it's like, it tastes good. It's like, all right, cool. Good good for you guys. Go for it. I'm definitely not going to try to stop you. Yeah, I don't know. Definitely not. <clears throat> so, like I said, you have the great Khalifa Sam, who is like the ruler of all the jinn. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have these minor caliphs, sheiks, sheriffs, and maliks? Maliks. Maliks. Hope that's pronounced that way. I, I've heard that. They kind of rule the smaller freeholds, and their rule kind of just depends. Sometimes it's like, you'll rule every freehold within this amount of space from you, or... Or sometimes it's just like one. Or sometimes you only have the one, and... Yeah. And right. I don't know the difference necessarily between the different titles, from like Caliph to Sheik, or whatever, but... Yeah. It's kind of like, the way I think I understood it was Caliph, and then you have like, Sheiks that advise the Caliph, and then mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Right. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> basically gin all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't make that doesn't make. It's I mean, it's accurate. Yeah, y- y- you know. And every race, genie race, has a stronghold. The stronghold for the gin is called the Citadel of Ice and Steel. Ooh, and this is where the Great Caliph lives. Nice. The interesting thing is the Citadel itself is in a state of constant falling. Whoa, what? Nice. And it has been shaped by the elements, basically, to be aerodynamic. What? (laughs) That's so cool. Um, It says that there's a constant wind that blows across the courtyard there. Nice. That sounds so cool. And its direction is controlled by the Great Caliph. Nice. Dang. So, like... Some ifrit just like roll up looking to start a fight, and he's like, Bye! Bye, bitch! <laughs> he just pilots his stronghold away. And because of the fact that it's in like a state of constant falling, it actually has its own gravity. What? And no gravity can like affect it because uh, it's just constantly falling. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. I really do. Yeah, that sounds like a cool place to, to live. It was just so strange. I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. So prior to the spell plague, their home was the elemental plane of air. Oh, the spell, spell plague. plague. We haven't mentioned that in a little while. Yeah, so uh, the spell plague. After the spell plague, they now reside in the elemental chaos because the plane of air collapsed into the elemental chaos after the spell plague. Oh boy. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So that's the reason why they don't live in the elemental plane of air anymore because it technically doesn't exist. It's just the Rough. elemental chaos. Damn. Which I assume within the elemental chaos is like there's like their own section of Yeah, there's like yeah. sections. Or what have you. So kind of strange, but that, the spell that, that's going on with them. everything up apparently. <laughs> yeah, it really did. Spell uh, plague episode one of these days. Someday. One of these days. We we've only mentioned it a hundred times. Yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> not next not next time with me though. Mm-mm. <laughs> what, you're not gonna touch that one? Not not yet. <laughs> so throughout their Wow. Throughout the editions, like the various editions, mm-hmm. their alignment stays as chaotic good. That makes sense. Yeah. Except oh. for oh. in fourth edition. No! I knew it! Yep. Where they are considered unaligned. Yay. What? Okay. All right. All right. Know. All right. I don't know. <sighs> okay. All right. In the second and third edition monster manuals... Some jinn are born as noble, mm-hmm. and it says it's about a 1% chance. These noble jinn are the ones that are able to grant three wishes to anyone who captures them. Nice. Nice. So we have a bit of 
conflicting information when it comes to, like, the djinn being captured and granting wishes. Okay. Yeah, because that actually kind of sucks. Yeah. Like, that that sounds like that would be something that you wouldn't want to happen to your kid. Yeah. Even though, it, like, noble djinn sounds good, like... Yeah. They have more power and everything than uh, a normal okay. djinn. Just, you know, if you capture a noble djinn, they can be the one to grant you the three wishes. And they're more or less bound to you uh, until you make the three until wishes. Until you make the three wishes. But they perform no other service during that time. Nice. Like, they literally will follow you around and, like, they can talk to you, but they won't help you with, any, with anything else unless you say, I wish for this. So basically, your best bet is to just get your wishes done so that the Jen can move on with his life and not try and make it uh, flip back around on you? Pretty much. Can they make someone fall in love with you? Because the genie in Aladdin couldn't do that. I just want to know what the rules are. <laughs> there was no rules that I saw explicitly saying they cannot do that. Oh. So. I don't know why that was the one I picked. Well, that was the one I picked because I wanted to ask as a joke, can they kill anybody? Like, via the, the wishes? Like, can you wish someone to be dead? But then Probably. I was like, these are Dungeons and Dragons Jin. They could just kill someone just because. Yeah, they're 10 this and a half feet tall and weigh either 1,000 or 100 pounds. <laughs> this ain't a Disney movie. <laughs> they could this just ain't kill no Disney movie. <laughs> And upon granting the third wish, the noble djinn are free of their servitude and can go back to what if your last wish? What if your last wish was for you to be friends forever? Does that mean they have to stick around? Because that's, no. that's, that's what I would wish for if I captured a djinn. I would just be like, hey, I wish for you to be my friend because I don't have enough friends. Now, I will say the reason I wound up choosing genies is because I was just kind of looking through different dragon magazines. I was actually trying to find the ecology of articles oh. to see if there was something interesting but the very first one I clicked on had an article that was written from like a genie's point of view inside <gasps> his bottle. Nice! And nice, basically nice. like wound up being to where he got released by this kid mm -hmm. or well I think it was like a teenager. Either way. Young person. A and young person. used his first wish for something. It was actually... Oh, he wanted to be taken to a place that no man has ever been. So the Jen took him down to the bottom of the ocean to see a kraken. Damn. See, if it was Wishmaster, he'd do that and then he'd be dead. I think. Um, after that, Monkey spot. they went back to his house and over the course of like a day or so just talking because this kid was like actually very nice. Aww. Um, the kid wound up making his second wish for the djinn to tell him every single story that it knew. Oh. <laughs> 20 and years later. He sat there and wrote all the stories down as was being told to him. And yes, it actually wound up being like most of the kid's life. It pretty Holy much... Holy shit. The second wish ended when they were old and wrinkled and gray. Aww. Oh my god. Were they best friends? At that they point, were friends. pretty much. His third and final wish was for the djinn to no longer be alone inside the bottle. He wished to be with the djinn oh inside the bottle. So the djinn was like, I don't know if that can be done, but I can try. And when the magic of the bottle pulled the djinn back in, the djinn pretty much took the essence of this kid. Well, not a kid anymore. Not a kid anymore. And brought it with him. Oh. And they were in the bottle that's so at nice. the end of the story. Oh my god. So that's why I decided to do this. I got totally off track. Wasn't planning on talking about that, but it was Oh my real. god. That's that's the that's the best <laughs> genie story I've ever heard. That's so nice, because I would imagine that it, genie, uh, genies kind of have to deal with a lot of really awful people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, that would just want their their wishes to hurt other people or, you know, increase their own their own power or status. A lot of the wishes that, <laughs> that genie was talking about was basically, you know, I want this, I want the most beautiful wife. I want all this money. Money, yeah. So. I want to be king <clears throat> of, of this yeah. place. I want to be King of Agrabah. <laughs> yeah, and also a pretty lady. Jesus. Do you want a pretty lady or you want to be a pretty lady? You know, I, th yes. I think I... I <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, I think I wanted to say the word have, but it came out wrong. <laughs> so there's your little story there. Thank you. So there was this, ah, uh, what's the word? That, mm, can't help you. I don't know where you're going, so I can't help you. Not adventure. It was like a source book, I guess. Module? Story? Yeah, like a separate module for second edition that was called Al-Kadim Monstrous Compendium. Hmm. It kind of had the Monstrous Compendium for everything that was... For that module. For that... Okay, like that world. That world, and had something about the djinn. compendiums are there? At least this one doesn't sound totally the same. There's a lot. Um, This one said that the noble djinn are said to rarely be pleased to serve a human, but they will do it anyway. Like, they're not mad about it. They A lot of the stories I read, all the djinn pretty much think of servitude as... As the hand of fate. Okay. So they kind of view it as like, you know, you can't really fight the hand of fate. So, okay, I'll do this. I'm just not going to be happy about yeah, it. Yeah, but they won't complain about it either. See, you, I was going to make the joke me going into work until you said they won't complain about it because I absolutely will. Yeah. But in this particular one, it They're mentioned... They're resigned to it, if you will. It mentioned okay. that if they are mistreated during their servitude, once they get back to their estate, they will then return with half of their subjects to avenge their honor. Ha <laughs> nice. So, don't piss them off. Noted. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, once they're, once they're out, like... You can't put a genie, that genie back in the bottle. Yeah, they... <laughs> Okay, can you okay, can you imagine some person accidentally pishes 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 some person accidentally pisses off a genie with their second wish, but they know they can't make a third wish because then that genie'll be released and will come back and kill them. But this genie's like really pissed off about it. So they're like tormenting and like haunting this human, but they can't release the genie from their service. So this person just gets like this genie following him around is like, "Hey, Hey. Fuck you. Fuck you. Make a third wish. You won't. You won't. And they just like terrorize this person. I, I, I like that almost as much as the, the heart-wrenching the, the, story. The, the actually nice story. Yeah. No, I, I like the actually nice story. I just think that idea is funny. So, Jin generally disdain physical combat. A lot hey, of you were going to say physical contact. No. <laughs> oh, no. A lot of them instead rely on their use of, you know, their magic and, like, aerial abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And whatnot. Um, they have inherently the ability to cast invisibility and nice. create whirlwinds as well as assume gaseous form. All of this is like once a day right. kinds of things. Kinds yeah. of thing. Of course, then you have the exception in 4th edition where all of these features are just completely fucking missing. No! All of them are gone. Liter- what do they have then? It. Hmm. What do they have then? <laughs> there are four different types of of Jin in fourth edition. So is is it then that... none of them are noble, none of them are like normal Jin. They're all something completely different. So it's it's not as though they collapse genies into Jin and you have fire air genie. Is it it's not that, is it? No, you still have okay. Jin. It's just now you have a Thunderer Jin, a Storm Sword Jin, a Windbow Jin, and a Skylord Jin. Okay. Okay. So it's just bullshit. I'm okay, I'm actually gonna say more or less. I'm actually gonna say something controversial here. I don't hate aspects of that because okay. like they're 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 air people, right? Right. So I don't hate the idea that maybe this is like a kind of a, a thundercloud guy, and you know. Okay, this is I'm, a, I'm with you there. Yeah, this is a but. But they don't have any of the the like, the regular like, like this is a regular. This is a, a this is a cumulus gin, <laughs> and this is a cumulonimbus. Like I don't hate that idea. I just hate for <laughs> just hate for yeah, no, it's dumb. I I hate the fact that they don't have a lot of their traditional <laughs> like defining, and they don't seem to have de- like defining like, characteristics yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, the original kind of stuff. And they don't have uh, the stuff like stuff to like make up the uh, the missing stuff. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, the djinn actually ride around on the whirlwinds that they can create. Sick. So like they create them, they can ride around on. And in most editions, like I said earlier, they view servitude as like just a matter of fate. Like okay. And they're more uh, like favorable toward like mortals and people people that would. 
the rest of them, so they'll, like, go and they can go to cities and talk to people where a lot of the other ones will just not. Right. Mm -hmm. And the djinn even have slaves from time to time. (sighs) Dang. But they treat them more as servants with respect yeah. and everything it's like they do assist- slaves. Yeah, it's like their assistant. They know how it is, pretty much. Yeah. Hey, legit sound all right. <laughs> as far as the people with uh, slavery goes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm 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 biased towards these guys in my head, so Yeah. <laughs> he has an assistant. Okay, so our ad break is gonna be running a little late. I'm gonna say this one thing, we'll take an ad break and then I'll probably jump back to that story as the very end. Okay. Cool. Uh, it's going to be a bit longer of an episode, but that's fine. It's all right. Yeah. So the one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick, uh, for third edition in 2003, the races of Faerun. I actually love this. It, it actually states that Erjanasi are descended from Jin. Okay. Who once ruled a nation in the southern corner of like West Faerun mm-hmm. called Kalimshin. It was actually, like, founded by a djinn, like, 9,000 years prior to this. <laughs> Fuck off long time ago. Yeah. Um, the djinn and, like, the djinn nobles often had human concubines, and from that, they had half-elementals that were born through it. Okay. And then the half-elementals would then have children with mortals who would retain the elemental bloodline. And then... And then Erjanasi were born. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like an Osimar. Like, yeah. it, it eventually kind of distilled to a point. Yeah. Some cases. Awesome are more complicated than that, but you know. I kind of hope that the other races have something similar for like see, that was where my... Genasi come from. Yes. Yeah. See, that was my thought was that Genasi would tie into this because they have the same kind of four elemental correspondence. So yeah. that's great. Oh, um, I like that. I'm sorry. I lied. I have one other thing because this part didn't quite <laughs> just, make sense. Just to one me. more thing. This part didn't quite make sense to me. So in fourth edition in the monster <laughs> manual, it says that. The djinn allied with the primordials in the struggle against the gods. I'm not quite sure at what point in history this was supposed to occur. I I don't know. I forget. Because, like, nothing other than that really was stated, so I don't know what war this was or what have you. Wait, the Dawn War? Perhaps. Perhaps? Wait. I mean, this was in 4th edition. Didn't you say Dawn War? No. Did I hear that wrong? Okay. I, I think you just put it. Yeah, I just I just <laughs> inserted it into Dawn War. Yeah. The Dawn War? No. Uh, maybe. In, in the things that I have read about the Dawn War, which mostly have to do with dragons, I did not remember seeing any mention of Jin. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but... Right, I mean, I'm not sure exactly I, where this information is at. I didn't find it, but... I mean, it kind of makes sense... It's probably there somewhere. It kind of yeah. makes... It does kind of make sense <clears throat> to me that there would be Jin who would be allied with the Primordials. Because a lot of the Primordials do have a very, um, like, elemental kind of thing going on. Yeah. yeah. But this is where the conflicting information about, like, them granting wishes and being trapped also appears because it says that after their defeat the djinn were then imprisoned in towers and mirrors and lamps and all the other like relics that you would think of finding a genie in basically. Right. And at that point it's kind of like you release the genie, you get your wishes, the genie then goes back into the lake. Hmm. Okay. Um, Zero out of ten. Would not recommend. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's I mean I, I, I guess I can see it as an attempt to maybe um, um, like re- returning it to not what you know is accurate to the real portrayals of like Jin, but like what people are used to from Jin because of like a lot. Hey, so right. you know, for once, I can say that Fourth Edition attempted to do well. They attempt to do a lot of things. Actually, I'm 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 misspeaking here. I just don't like it. And also, throughout various other editions, there were various mentions of like great sorcerers capturing Jin inside bottles and stuff. But a lot of it was more or less just if you can capture a Jin, you can get the wishes. Right. It didn't have to come from a bottle. You don't have to trap it inside something. Yeah. Hell, it even said in some of the books that sometimes you can bribe a Jin to give you wishes with like gems and like luxurious foods and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I will admit I'm not, I don't, I don't love it 
just because, you know, I, I I just don't. But there there is something that is somewhat compelling about the idea of something super duper powerful, but that has been limited in really specific ways. Right. That, yeah, there's something compelling about it. It just doesn't necessarily gel with me all the time. Anyway, yeah, it's that's just, just strange. But this is my opinion, sorry. That that that's pretty much it for like the brief history of like the gin from what I could find and kind of categorize. <laughs> yeah. Because it's pretty, there's a lot of pretty jumbled up stuff there. It's hard. I can imagine. So, like I said, the ad break is going to come in very late, but once we come back, I'm going to go over the tale of the Lord Giver because I personally thought it was really cool. I'm excited. And yeah. then we will end the episode I'm not after even, that one. Yeah, I'm not even going to be a, a butt about it because you warned us it was coming, so I had time to emotionally prepare myself. Yeah. True. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode over the genies and specifically the gin. I know a bit long for the ad break, but here we are. Yeah, yeah. It's alright. Mo- most of the time when it's it's kind of off from the middle, it ends up being bottom heavy, so it's okay that it's top Just heavy. Just think, you get through this, you can hear a cool story. Uh, yeah. Yes. And we will try and make the ad break really quick. Yes. yes. So, go. Oh, right, so... <laughs> On that note, uh, join us in donating to Direct Relief. It's um, the not the only like, but one of the really prominent like uh, organizations. organizations, and it's the one that we are personally donating. It's the one that we're personally donating to. Yes, yeah. just because the states are reopening does not mean the pandemic is over. Yeah, we still it's, need protection, so we, donate we still if you can. Especially nurses and other uh, other healthcare. healthcare. Professionals. professionals yeah uh i know that i have mentioned this on my personal twitter but travis and i travis's mom is a nurse and my sister is a nurse so this relates very much to our hearts personally yes. yeah it's a very personal thing for us so if you can please donate and help out yes they will appreciate it yes we would also appreciate you checking out our social media on twitter and instagram both at dungeonpedia we would also appreciate yeah i can continue with that you can email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com and even though i just said that we would appreciate it if you have any episode suggestions uh comments uh particularly for this episode if you know how to like pronounce things and also if you know about like real real gin you know like lore yeah Yeah. the the real world lore also known as history (laughs) or mythology you can you can email us that and Enlighten us a little bit, recontextualize some stuff. Too much on the was did was more it word was it long? Whatever. Um, you can subscribe to us on any platform that you listen to podcasts on to get notifications when our new episodes go go live. This episode was kind of coming out a little later. I'm record we're recording this ad break day of, which is not something we typically do, but we've had a bit of a time time lately. Uh, as have most people. So th- this is where uh, subscribing, comes which is handy. free, uh, comes in handy because yeah. then you get the little notification when this comes up here soon. Uh, on that note, you can also rate us and review us on some of those platforms, which we would always really appreciate it. Yeah. But more than that, spread the word. Tell your friends. Uh, I know we've gotten a few new listeners since the stuff happened. <laughs> and um, we, we are so thankful that we can provide something entertaining for you guys during this time. Yes, we have gotten your messages, even if we haven't replied to them. Uh, we apologize for that, but we have seen them. Yeah, And we're going to as soon as we get a chance. Yes, We appreciate it, and glad you're enjoying it all. All of yeah. the crazy. Yeah, we we hope that as part of our episodes, you are enjoying our theme song, which is by Alexander Nakarada, and it is called Blacksmith. Yeah. I certainly appreciate it. Same. And with that, no further ado, I want to hear that story. It's story yes. time, everyone. Story time! All right. All right, yeah, I want I want the story about okay. the, the, what was it, lore? The lore giver? giver. Yeah, yes. all right, time to find my new religion. So, Let's go. Tale of the Lord Giver. This is from a book called The Land of Fate from 1992. If you want, you can go there and read the entire thing, because this is like a shorthanded version, because it's like six pages long or something. Damn. I thought you meant the book. <laughs> oh, like, no, the story itself is... <laughs> I was like, that's not a very long book. This is not a very long book, is it? The story itself is long. <laughs> I thought it was like an I-Strad, like novella situation. <laughs> I was like, that's not a very long book. No. <laughs>
So, long before the world became what it is, the world belonged to the gods and the genies, but neither knew how to share it. Hmm. So I've heard this before. This was long, long time ago. Before humans mm, yeah, and stuff. Oh, I mean, humans existed. Oh, God. <laughs> humans existed. Oh, okay. Humans right. existed. Because that's where the war giver comes from. Oh, so this isn't a, this isn't a pre-Big Bang situation. No. Okay. This was... After it was created, but humans and mortals in general didn't have a really good grasp of... The humans were just figuring out fire. Yeah, they didn't have a big, a good grasp on the scope of things. Yeah. Okay. Um, they battled constantly, constantly with each other, and the mortals, which it said it refers to all intelligent races, were caught in the middle of it with no way to stop it. I mean, it's gods and genies. You can't really do yeah, much. Yeah. You, you have sort of <clears throat> and the, that. the mortals yeah. lived on a narrow sliver of land between the ocean and the desert. So. They haven't spread Expanded. like across yeah. the globe yet, I guess. Um, during the fighting, the gods' fury brought furious storms that shattered the mortal boats, while the genies brought desert winds that would scatter and destroy the herds of the mortals. <clears throat> and then one day, among one of the mortal tribes, a girl of exceeding beauty was born. Ooh, Her smile she is. was like the moon breaking free of clouds. Her laugh was more melodious than the call of a songbird. Oh, Disney. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm also sorry. All who saw this girl loved her deeply. And when she grew old enough to become a maid of marriageable age, mm-hmm. her beauty was so widespread that the gods had even heard about her at this point. But most of the gods don't care about mortal beauty or mortals in general. That was until three gods caught a glimpse of her from afar and each of them were immediately mesmerized by her beauty. You have Kor, who is the god of wisdom, Hajama, the god of bravery, and Nam, Najm? I'm gonna say Nam. Is it N-A-J-M? Yeah. Okay. Uh, who is the god of adventuring and curiosity. Oh, dang, I thought it was about to be the Triforce. <clears throat> Not quite. <laughs> dang. So, naturally, they immediately decided that the maiden must devote herself to him alone. So, ah, each yeah. one said, she has to devote herself to me. Yeah, they ain't gonna share. To become a follower, or an acolyte, or a companion, or a consort. So, they set to obtain her. Or, you know, let her, like, juice. Yeah, that's, that's definitely not gonna happen. Yeah, no. So, they all arrived at the village and demanded the mortals to bring her to them and give to him... As a bride is given to a husband, is what the quote is. Did they all show up at the same time? That's what I'm guessing, or roughly around the same time. What did they think was going to (laughs) happen? Roughly around the same time. Like, I'm not, I don't know what happened, but I... They all had this image in their head of, oh... I pick you. And then he, like, explodes with lightning and shoots the other gods down. Yeah, or, or she's, like, you know, kind of leaning on him like a like a romance novel cover, and the other gods are, like, sulking. Yeah. God. Um, I'm just saying, I don't know what happened, but I feel like that, that aspect of it was flawed from the beginning. They just oh. all show up at the same time. It's I feel like, like they, they spied her at the same time, and then they were like, okay, let's all go. Yeah, they, they should have maybe, like, tried to trick each other. Like, I'm going to go first, and then, yeah. Anyway, just saying. So, Kor, being one of the first ones to speak, said, One of such beauty must be taught wisdom to use her traits. Oh, boy. And threatened that if she isn't given to him, their people will become old and blow away on the ocean breeze. Hajana said, One of such beauty must be protected from other jealous suitors. And threatened that if she wasn't given to him, their people would be conquered by others and scattered throughout the burning world. And then Nam, saying the same thing, One of such beauty must be cloaked in rich attire and laden with great treasures. And threatened that if she wasn't given to him, their people will become craven and never amount to anything. You know, that that last one, not the not the craven and not a mind anything part, but like the first part, that sounds all right. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah. Oh, like, the tire and laden with great treasures. Yeah, yeah. And that doesn't sound totally condescending, <laughs> so I'll take that one. 
Lom's my guy. And so they began to quarrel amongst themselves very loudly. So much so that the sky became dark and bolts of lightning crashed against the ground. Of course. The poor, of course. The poor people of this town. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, no! Like, imagine being, like, her average-looking neighbor and being like, I didn't fucking ask for this bullshit. I knew when she was born this was gonna be a fucking problem. I told you this was gonna happen. I still love her, but damn it. Because everyone loves her, but God She's so beautiful, but I told you this was gonna happen. God's all up in this bitch. (laughs) So the sudden change in weather and the sky, basically... (laughs) Captured the attention of the genie tribes that at this point resided in the desert. Oh Oh, no! Um, It is noted. Great job, guys. It is noted that while the gods care nothing for mortal beauty, the genies know the pleasures of the senses of the flesh. Ah, yes. Like literally what it says. Oh no! So. The genies then learned what the gods were arguing about, and naturally... Want some? Yeah, they wanted on that. We're like, okay, we need to see this. Saw her, and immediately... Then... We're like, I want her. I want her too. And then that poor neighbor is like, no! Not more! Yep. Oh no! Oh no! So, you have the Caliph of the Jinn declared that they must bring her great treasure to rival those of the gods, and that that would cause her to choose him. Ah. Grand Khan of the Tao said they must steal her away from the others. Oh, oh no. So, she would choose him then. Of course. Well, <laughs> I mean, she has no other options at that point. Good job. Sultan of the Afrit said they must gather other genies in an army and drive the gods away so she would choose I mean, you know what? I feel like at that point, like, it's maybe not the best option, but it's better than the other guy's idea. It's better so far. This is riches. I'll take riches. No, I meant better than the guy who wanted to steal her away. Oh, well, yeah, definitely. That's just a non-starter. Padisha of the Marids say that they must threaten the humans. Oh, Oh, boy. With all manner of plagues and disaster, so that they will just turn her over to him. Oh no, that's not good either. And then the genies began to argue, much like the gods. And now the sky fully opened up. The rain fell heavy. That one neighbor's yelling. (laughs) They're so upset. Wait for it. And the ground erupted with great gouts of fire. Oh my god. So you have basically like a flooding rain and lightning. Thunder and lightning, very, very frightening me. Nope. Yep. And then now the ground is just erupting with fucking fire. (laughs) It's a wonder anyone even still lives there. Right? Um... The people obviously feared for their lives, but they were too scared to hand her over to one god... Or yeah. they would incur the wrath of the others. Yeah. There's so no... they didn't do anything. It's a lose-lose. The maiden, who at this point was afraid for her people, fled from the city and into the jungles. Yeah, you go, girl. Woo! Um, she hoped that she would starve. Oh, no. But her beauty was so strong, the animals brought her food. Fucking <laughs> snow wide up in she's, this bitch. Yeah, she's a Disney princess. She then hoped a beast would devour her. But again, her beauty stopped any animals from harming her. Aww. Then she hoped to find a great cliff to throw herself from. The birds got her. But her beauty was so great that the ground smoothed and softened itself beneath her. Oh my oh, god. I, I was thinking she was going to be caught by like a flock of birds. Nope. That, that was about the other one that I was like, hmm, it's a little strange. The, I mean, she is just immortal. The the earth itself is so, you know. But This is a little bit Helen of Troy. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I was thinking that too. Finally, once all of her ideas, plans had failed, she just fell to the ground in despair. Oh, I felt for her. Uh, Fate, the heavenly force who was like a goddess, yet not a goddess, was also in the jungle. She kept herself apart from the gods and the genies and knew nothing of their petty arguments. How? (laughs) Like, I know she was probably intentionally distancing herself. She was intentionally social distancing. (laughs) Good. Good on her. Good on her. Responsible. So, but also, 
Fate came upon the maiden and was immediately smitten with her beauty. She desired the maiden's devotion and wished to capture the maiden's heart and win her companionship. But unlike the others, she didn't want to possess the maiden as a trophy and never really entertain the thought. <clears throat> Instead, Fate thought to herself, it is the willing hand which best crafts and the willing heart which is most easily led. Perhaps if I discern her problem and aid her, she will find me worthy of her devotion. So she asked the maiden why she was in the jungle in such sorrow. You know, crying... Yeah. On wanting the to, wanting to, yeah, yeah, wanting to yeah. die. I can only imagine surrounded by food. And, and animals. And, and, and carrying animals. animals. <laughs> oh, man. Just a pack of animals that don't get along. There's a tiger. There's a deer. They're just hanging out. All just hanging out. Because this girl's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Upon hearing how the gods and genies acted, oh boy. fate became angry and wished to teach them a lesson. So she hatched a plan <laughs> and told it to the maiden. The maiden, smiling, and agreed. So they set forth and started changing the maiden's features. Fate wove the oh. maiden's hair with hanging moss, making it appear gray and stringy. And then she gave her a beard from the same material. They rubbed mud on her face, which... Upon drying, cracked and gave her a haggard old look. Then they cloaked her female form in these voluminous robes, which were constructed to make her appear mannish and hunched. I see where this is going. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Disguised as a man, the maiden then returned to the village. Fate lingered behind her, cloaked in the shadows, only a couple steps away. Very, very nasty, swampy man. Yes. By the way, um, depending on how long you want to think this whole process took, the gods and genies were still in the central court arguing. Of course. I mean, they're gods and genies. Yeah. Um, so the old man, who was really the maiden. The maiden, But I'm just going to say the old man. For the purposes of storytelling. What she's doing right now. Strode up to the combatants and tapped a staff against the shoulder of the largest god, Ajama. Mr. Mr. Courage. And mm-hmm. asked them why they were arguing. Pajama, who was amazed by the old man's audacity and assumed that he was a powerful and wise elder, explained the situation. And, of course, explained it in the sense of, like, you know, she's mine. Because I'm big man. Yeah. Because I am big man and I make the rules. Which yeah. then caused the other ones to chime in and they all started arguing again. But wait, I am big man. <laughs> And so, the old man, aided by fate, struck his staff on the ground three times, which knocked gods and genies off their feet. And he then told them, I am old and wise. I have no need for young maidens. Show this girl to me, and I will decide who among you is the best match. Oh, oh shit. shit. So, they all agreed because he's a powerful, wise elder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just knock them all over. <clears throat> so, they all agreed and began searching for her <laughs> and quickly found out she was gone from the city now. Yeah, you idiots. You idiots. <laughs> So they then turned to searching the world. They searched the world three times over. Damn. But could not find her. And fate had made it so none of them could see through the disguise of the maiden with magic. Nice. Nice. So looking, they couldn't find her. They returned sad and (laughs) angry. And so the old man then told him, look, I'll do you a service. I'll wait here until the maiden returns, for she is shy and timid and will certainly reappear soon after you leave. Then I will make a decision and all will abide by it. Until that time, you must move your homes far from the city and lands of the mortal people so that she will be impressed with your kindness and understanding. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. They all, you know, bitched and grumbled and whined. But eventually they agreed. Because where is she now? She's clearly hiding from them. Yeah, yeah, what else are they going to do? The gods went to leave, but said, all right, we'll leave, but we're going to choose some of your people to act in our stead. And so each god chose ten men and ten women, and these people became the first clerics of faith for each god. Nice! Okay, that's interesting. The genies, kind of similar, said, all right, we're going to leave, but we're going to send people every so often to check for the decision. Mm -hmm. So even to like the current day, apparently, the genies will send people back to the city to check for a decision. Yeah. And those 
thirsty ass bitches. <laughs> yeah. Once they all left and the old man was left alone, Fade emerged from the shadows and removed the maiden's disguise. Immediately, the maiden was like, hey, aren't they gonna come back and like act on their promises when they realize that they've been tricked and like I'm still here? <laughs> um, Fade said, no, they won't return because... That would mean that they would first have to admit that they had been tricked by a mortal maiden. Oh. And neither side would want to appear so foolish to the other. Oh, damn. Oh, damn. So even if they did figure it out. Yeah. And told her basically that like... Don't worry about it. You have a big decision to make because if you choose anyone else, they're going to know and then they will come back. So don't choose anyone. Mm -hmm. Basically, like this is how you're going to save your people. Poor girl. That, that sucks. Yeah. I know. Like I'm proud of her, but that sucks. But after that, fate remained with the maiden for a long time and the maiden gained wisdom and... And maiden form inspired great crafts and arts and mighty spells. She would still don the old man disguise every so often. And with that, she would inspire people with careful thought, hard work, and learning as a wise old elder. Dang. This bitch rules. Uh, Faye told her that she needs to record all of her wisdom down, all that she has learned. So she did. I mean, at this point, she's pretty much devoted to fate, so. Right. She did. And then now, long, long after that, these scrolls were found by a boy who would be what they called the first caliph. So okay, yeah. All right. He all right. discovered these scrolls and then spread the word around the land of the fate of the Lord Giver. Nice. So nice, the maiden nice, 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 nice. became the lore giver, and the genies don't really know where the lore giver came from, or if they do, they're not saying anything. Yeah, they don't want to admit that one. Same I, with the gods. I find either of those potential explanations to be very compelling. Yeah. That they don't know because, like, the irony is so delicious, or that they do know, but they don't want to say anything because they don't want to admit they were also tricked by this young mortal woman. Oh, yeah. Um, like, those are both, like... Chef's Some guess. of the wisdom that she learned and recorded was that of how to deal with genies and gods. <laughs> so it's nice. all been written, and now her wisdom is being used by the genies as basically their faith. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. Oh my god. And also god. um like relationship advice, like how to get someone to like you. And you know, step one is <laughs> don't do any of that. <laughs> this specific stuff. Don't do oh this. Oh my god, that's amazing. That is a that is a really good story. Uh there was one more that was really cool, but very obviously I decided to leave it out because there's just not enough time. Yeah. yeah. It was about the same length of the story. Oh damn. So you could literally just read all all these stories and dramatic into a podcast. <laughs> dramatic readings. Right? I'd I mean, I mean, I, yeah, I'd be down. I don't know about the, the logistics <laughs> or the legality, but I'd be down. I mean, we're not getting paid, so. True. Yeah. It's just free content at that point. All right. And this link to my ASMR audiobooks in the uh, <laughs> description. Just but, kidding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it ASMR. But anyway, that's all the information I have. Wow, that was such a good story. Uh, oh my gosh, I feel like I just had like an amazing story time. I've got chills. I feel like, yeah, I feel like, you know, when you, when you like finish watching a movie and when you finish watching a movie in the theater and like. You're like decompressing. Yeah, you're, you're, you're like, okay, this is going to be my life for like a week. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're just like. You feel like you really got like transported somewhere, and you're like, "Wow, I want to like change my life." Right, well, just like that. Yeah. Hopefully, really good stories. All of you that stuck around and listened to my <laughs> lovely storytelling feel the same. I do hope so. Thank you for listening, because yes, yeah, thank you, thank you, so thank you for. Listening. It was a yeah. bit of a hectic episode with the lore part of it, but yeah, it the can, story it can get I messy. made it up. Yeah, it can be. It can get messy. I I enjoyed it very very much. <clears throat> uh, don't forget to follow us on our. Various social media platforms on 
Twitter, on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, spread the word, if you will. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm sure you know somebody who would be interested in this topic. Oh, yeah. This is a very yeah. big, big, big thing. And if they are not already interested in it, I guarantee you that these stories will get them interested in it. Yeah. And by all means, if you are of that Yeah, if you know. And you know more or know the better pronunciations, by all means, tell Reach us. Reach out to us. Like, we, yeah. we can hear it, especially, like, if you come from a background that, like, you, you know, know about more stuff. about, like, the real-world equivalents of these, I would love to hear. Yeah. yeah absolutely. It, it, it's always amazing to hear this kind of stuff recontextualized with its, like, real-world origins. And you can direct those or any other emails to our email address at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And, well, I guess uh, with that, we'll end this very long episode. It's <laughs> not that long. That's true. So, thank you all once again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we'll catch you here next week and see what we can come up with on Dungeonpedia. Yeah, I'm not I'm not doing this spell play next time. Man, these guys are cool. I might just swoop in and do like some of the other ones. If you want to do a little bit, go for it. Oh, okay. 